Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. Amen. God is good. And all the time. They were getting good at that church. Golly. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 15. Um, while you're finding your spot, if you don't have your Bibles, which we should have our Bibles in church, but if you don't, it should be on the, on the screen. As I had mentioned last time I was up here, my dad's having a really hard time physically. Everything that comes with that, that last stage of life kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to take my opportunity up here to ask you to pray by faith for healing for my dad. So if you would, sometime today, uh, throw that out there. Um, because of that, or because of my current condition and family dynamic, um, I figured I needed to be a little more in tune with a um, particular topic in the Bible. So I started studying a little bit on, on faith. And uh, so this morning, I want to look at the concept of faith. Faith Faith that uh, changes everything. That faith. So if you would be praying for my dad, that'd be great. I really would appreciate it. I know he would appreciate it. Um, I'm with Alan this morning. My heart is that his church, that coastal, that all the churches in Brunswick County and, and, and around the world for that matter, for the the church of Jesus Christ, that they would build their life on that rock. Jesus, he lives, he moves, he reigns. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for you, for me, for his church. So we ought to be a people that are ready to rejoice. He didn't stay in that grave. He wasn't stuck in that tomb. He is bigger than death. He is greater than death. And we've come today to celebrate the truth of who Jesus Christ is by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Listen, faith resides at the core, at the center of Christianity in every Christian's life. The Bible says a lot about faith, you know, um, from, from mere belief that there is a God to complete and full dependence upon God. But sometimes faith can be a concept that can be challenging to define. Biblical definition of faith is much more than simply believing that there is a God. Biblical faith is believing and trusting in the the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It's kind of like this. And someday, pull me aside and I'll I'll talk to you about the illustration for this morning, how it all played out. But um, anything that comes with batteries, any parents here ever bought their kids something that comes with batteries? Obviously, they're never included. But, you know, anything with a battery always has an on-off switch. Always, you know. This is a, I'm sure there's a battery in there somewhere. On-off switch. Right? You have to hit the switch to activate the power inside. Come on now. 
You have to hit the switch to activate the power inside. And as Christians, faith is our switch. Faith is our switch. Faith, when we switch it on, when we turn it on, when we exercise it and we allow faith to strengthen in our lives, it gives us that power. It gives us that thing within us that changes everything. Faith. So as I'm studying and looking around and, and, you know, one of the greatest things that I have discovered in God's word for me personally was the story about the Roman centurion, right? Maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. But this dude was a, obviously he was a Roman soldier and he was, he had a servant who was sick. One of my favorite stories, right? And he says, and not so much about the story, but the, how it played out. And he says, you know, Jesus, I know you can heal my servant. So you just say the word, just say the word, and I know it'll be done because I'm a man of authority. And when I say to my, to my people, that's where it goes. And what Jesus said next is the coolest thing. And I want this for our church. I want this for his church. What did Jesus say? He says, first he was like, he was amazed, right? Could you imagine? Just pump the brakes for one second. If you could imagine having amazed Jesus, could, could, I mean, really, could you imagine your faith being in such a state that it would amaze the God of the universe? I love that story. I mean, I wanted to be that dude. Even I, You know what? I'm probably a Roman centurion. I'm probably the furthest from the kingdom of God at the time, right? But when Jesus said, listen, I'm amazed. I want to be, be able to have the faith that amazes Jesus. I want you to have faith that amazes Jesus, that, that completely uh, changes everything. So that leads us to the only two, um, the centurion is one, and the other one is where we want to look at today. Canaanite woman, or the Gentile woman. Only two places that Jesus uh, exhorts a person for their great faith. The centurion and the Gentile woman. Neither one were chosen according to Jewish custom, according to Jewish law. But everything changed because of their great faith. So today I want to try to glean some things that the Lord has, has given to me. And I want to share them with you about this simple story of this Gentile woman. Our passages this morning are very short, but they're extremely powerful. So I pray that we would be ready to hear what God has for us as we prepare our hearts to flick the switch so that we can access the power that reigns inside of us by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Matthew 15, beginning in verse 21. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon and is tormented her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. Not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. 
Forgive us, Lord. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. And Jesus replied, it isn't right to take the food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs, even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall from their master's table. That's her response. Jesus says, dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your love, for your mercy, for your power, that power that radiates and lives within us. The Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place, and we just ask that you would just have your way, Lord. Do whatever you want to do in this place. Father, we lay our hearts bare before you. We're thankful that you love us the way we are, but Lord, there's going to be a time that you're going to test us. You're going to test our faith, Lord. So today, help us to hear from you so when the testing comes, we know and we see truth as it is. Lord, we love you because you first loved us for your glory and our good. And all God's people would say, amen. Listen, I just got three things I want to share with you real quick about this Gentile woman, this woman. Some things we can gleam, some things we can see about her faith. We see this woman, she is desperate, just as we can imagine. She is desperate. Her child, her daughter, those with daughters maybe can have some empathy and relate a little bit. My daughter is possessed and is severely tormented. Just crush a parent. If you're a parent, you understand. This woman was desperate. I can only imagine that she went to the, to the Jewish healers, to, to those rabbis, to the priests. But the problem was who she was. They wouldn't have anything to do with her. They wouldn't have anything to do with her. Verse 22 says, right off the bat, this woman's got some barriers. First off, she's a woman. Not for nothing, and I'm, that's not my... At this time, in this culture, right? Don't, don't cut that up and take it out of context and put it where you don't want. At this time and in this culture, and even in our time and in some cultures, women are not valued as equal to men. And in Judaism, that was the case. Matter of fact, many women, many, many women um, were seen more as property than actually a person or a wife. Jesus changed all that. Jesus changed all that. You know, there, there's some Jewish laws, written laws, spoken law. It's probably spoken law that, you know, if the wife burns dinner, that's ground for divorce. It's crazy, right? That's why Jesus had to address it. You burn the dinner. Oh, that's it, dear. Out the door. Sorry. No. 
you know, women, she was at a distinct advantage. She had some barriers in her life. What's a barrier? A barrier is a fence or an object that restricts movement. She had some barriers. She was a woman. You know that women um, weren't even allowed to be taught things of God, right? They weren't even allowed to be taught Scripture. They're not allowed to be a part of church. They got to hang on the outskirts and look over the fence through the lattice. Jesus changed all that. Jesus is a good God, and he loves it. He, he taught that just because a woman does something wrong, you just can't cast her aside. Jesus took her out of that servanthood-weighted position and gave her, gave them, gave us hope and a future. Barrier. Her barrier. She's a woman. She's not only a woman. She's a double whammy. She's a Gentile woman. Teachings at this time, to receive God's blessings, you had, to, you had to be a Jew or you had to convert to Judaism to receive God's blessings. That's not how Jesus rolls at all, right? She's a woman. She's a Gentile. No way. What was she even thinking, right? What was she even thinking going to Jesus and addressing Jesus and asking Jesus for a miracle. What was she even thinking? She's a woman. She's Gentile. She knows that she's not going to be welcome. She has uh, an understanding that this Jesus that I'm hearing about, she heard the word about Jesus. She heard that he was healing, and she went to go to the healer. She went to the source of healing, Jesus. The barriers didn't stop her. What barriers are in our life? What barriers do we have to our faith? Fear, pride, for some like me, our past, lack of knowledge, whatever the barrier may be in your faith, in your life, in your faith walk, Jesus is the answer. Come on now. Jesus is the answer. He is the one. He is, he is the one who says, woman, I know why you came to me. I know. And it's because of your great faith. She knew that Jesus had more compassion on people than she did. And that the world does. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the way. Great faith. Obstacles. Only way to overcome our faith and our obstacles and our and our barriers or our obstacles in our faith walk is faith in Jesus Christ. No other way, church. He is to be lifted up. He is to be glorified. He is to be worshipped. Jesus said, I have told you all these things so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You may have many trials and sorrows, but I'm telling you, take heart because I have overcome the world. And because he has overcome, we too who follow him by faith will overcome the world by the grace of God and by the mercies of God. Amen? Amen. She not only had obstacles, and we don't not only have obstacles, but she had a persistent, a persistence, a persistent faith, right? She didn't give up. Sometimes in these days we live in, if we don't do so well on the first attempt, we discard it as not worthy to do because it's just not for us. We just give up sometimes too easy. When it comes to overcoming and 
following Jesus, persistence is a must in our faith. Why? Why? Good question. Because, because, because Satan is going to try to stop or slow down anything God has given you to do. So he wants to slow that down. He can't stop it. He can't, he can't change it, but he may be able to alter you, your, your faith walk or your faith journey with him. So let me ask you this question. Put yourself in her place. Put yourself in this woman's place. You have a very urgent need. You hear that this person, Jesus, can help. He is God, they say. You bring the need to this Jesus, and he blows you off. He's like, oh, son of David, have mercy on me, oh, Lord. Right? He blew her off. You know, this doesn't sound like our Jesus, right? This doesn't sound like Western Jesus. This doesn't sound, you know, like the kumbaya Jesus, this, all that. But listen, Jesus said it. It's right there in the book. He said it. So if it was you and you came to Jesus, let's say with a need from your children, and he blew you off, would the conversation continue? Would our pride rise up and would I walk away? Would I give up just because all these other all these other rabbis and priests and all the rest? Nobody could help my daughter. So those that say, yes, I'm staying. I'm staying. Let me continue. You re- reiterate the urgent need. And Jesus says, it's not good for you to receive what I have planned for them. Okay, does the conversation continue? Or do you bail? <laughs> okay, what, what, we're not done. <laughs> for those of you that say yes, Lord, my daughter is severely being tormented. It's not good for me to allow this food, this spiritual food, and give it to the dogs. <laughs> okay, conversation still going on? We kind of see where this lady's faith is just exactly what Jesus said it was. It was great faith. I don't know if, if I think only desperation would probably keep me there. But we're going to gleam a few things about that truth going forward. So put yourself in her place. Jesus didn't respond. He just kind of blew you off. Then he says, I don't think it's a good idea. He says, you know what? It's not even a good thing to give it to the dogs. Persistence. Persistence is so important. Jesus told a parable about so that we would understand the importance of persistence. Luke 18, right? Verse One through six. That might be up there. Let me get there real quick. Luke 18. Now, remember, persistence is so important that Jesus told a parable about it. 
One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, and he said, sorry, he said, who neither feared God nor cared for people. A widow of the city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally she said to him, I do not fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. Gotta love Dan IT. Driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson. Somebody in here needs to hear the Lord say, Learn a lesson. From this unjust judge, even he renders a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give you justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep pushing them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find with the faith left on earth? The persistence of this widow Coming and coming and coming, not stopping, not giving up. What did Jesus tell us? He told us, um, ask, right? Seek, knock. He didn't just say ask, and we're good. Seek, knock, persistence, don't stop. Don't give up. Do not give up. Persistence is simply not giving up. We will not give up on Jesus because he didn't give up on us. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. Jesus isn't looking through a lens of racism or, or, or anything like that. He's looking through the lens of, of faith. He's looking through the lens of faith. And this woman, her faith was so great that he wanted to test it, not just so that she would know, obviously, but also the guys, right? The disciples. What did they say? Lord, Lord, please get rid of her. She's, she's bothering us, right? She's begging, she's begging. She's desperately begging. Send him away. So Jesus takes the opportunity to not only test her faith, to show her the strength of her faith and her wish or her faith being uh, fulfilled and granted the request of her healings of her daughter. Faith. The Bible tells us that this woman worshipped him. By faith, she worshipped him. Worshipped him. Notice, she worshipped him first. She worshipped before the healing. She worshipped before she knew the request was going to be granted. 
She worshiped him. The word picture here is her being prostrated before Jesus as someone who would be prostrate before a king or royalty. There's a direct and significant difference from the very beginning when she says, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, which is all head knowledge, to this, just a few, few challenging verses down where she cries out, Lord, he worships her. She worships him, Jesus, right? Sometimes we have to worship when things are just hard. I know there's some things going on in your lives. There's some things going on in my lives that are a challenge to worship. God wants us to be people who will worship him in the hard times. Or in other words, when we get to a place where we worship Jesus for who he is and not what he's done, then the will of God is taking root in our soul. It is not we praise him for what he's done, but we worship from our depths for who he is. Right? That's the word picture. Notice she's like, Lord, help me. Church, there is no greater prayer that can ever be spoken. Because when we get to the point where we say, oh, Lord, help me, completely different than that head knowledge. Now she has some heart knowledge. Now she knows in her heart. Now she understands in her heart that he's not just this man with some authority, but he is God Almighty. He is, in a, in a sense, the only one who can help. And when we cry out to God, Lord, help me, we've come to a place where we have recognized and professed and understood that all my human efforts are not going to do it. All this, the, the culture I live in, things that are going on around us, all that, nothing will achieve what needs to be done except for Jesus. Nothing. Jesus and Jesus alone will make the difference. Jesus accepted her faith, not her head knowledge, but her great faith. So that's great, and we, and we, and we see it, we understand the story on some levels, but how many here know that God is seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth? How many believe that? What does that look like? What does worshiping God in spirit and truth look like? Let me, let me share what it looks like real quick from this woman's. She has given us a pathway, a way that we can live our lives in such a way that maybe Jesus will say, man, that's some great faith right there. Right? Maybe, maybe we can get to that place where Jesus will say to Jim, Good job, man. Thanks. The Father seeking those who will worship him in spirit and truth. What we glean from this woman is, first off, that we can apply to our walk, our life, is humility. Humility. We want to worship God Almighty, the King of kings. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who lives and reigns and forever will be, right? 
We want to worship. It takes humility. When that woman came and didn't hear, Jesus just was silent. How many of us are we're in this, have been in that same place? How many of us are in that same place? We have a need. We brought it to Jesus, and it just seems like he's quiet. It just seems like he's quiet, like he's not moving, like, like I'm not important. Or whatever, however my actions may be moving in that moment. This woman, she wasn't afraid of humiliation. She wasn't afraid. Matter of fact, she, she welcomed it. Fine. Whatever it takes so my daughter can be healed. And I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Humility. Humility. When we bring the need to God and he's quiet, do we get bent out of shape? Do we think, hey, I, I, I'm this, I'm that. Let me give you an example of humility in a failure of mine, a recent failure of mine. And it's so important to faith. So humility has got to be, it's got to be true. Not too long ago, we had Family Fun Day. Right, please don't. I just, I'm just sharing my heart, okay? Family Fun Day this, this year. And someone who I love very much came up to me and said, listen, you man the grill. You help out on the grill. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. That's what I, you know, you, wherever the need is, I'll be found. Right? So I'm out there helping on the grill. Is Trevor here? No? Okay. So I'm out there helping on the grill. You know, they're doing all the work, really. You know, I'm just like moving burgers from one plate or one thing to another thing kind of thing. Anyway, the point is, I'm out there serving, not really. I'm out there serving, and this junk just stirred up in me. I was like, I don't even know where it came from. And it just stirred up in me, and I'm like, wait a minute, man. This is one of our big days. You know, everything's happening. It's happening in I should be in there. Wait, 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 wait. Don't you realize that I'm this or I'm that? And I'm like, as that junk goes stirring up, I'm like, God just spoke to me and slapped me upside the head out there and said, oh, yeah, you're a servant. Why don't you act like a servant? Yeah, you may look like a servant, but your heart at this moment thinks you're something that you're really not. So humility, and, and that's how God, in my life anyway, will ground me back. He'll be like, okay, you think you're this, that, or you're not this, or you're not that? Well, let me just show you something about you real quick. Right? So humility is huge, huge. And, and listen, I'll work the grill anytime. No problem. It's all good. I've learned my lesson. But persistence we're not even got to be people of humility when it comes to our faith in Jesus Christ. We have to be persistent. We have to go after him. We have to pursue him. We have to seek after him. Right? We want one day to be able to say, listen, check it out. Now, I had a, I had a really cool illustration which completely busted. It was like really bad. It's like, don't ever, if you, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Check it out. All right. Check, check, check this out. Okay. Remember the battery thing? 
Remember the, the, the power within thing? Right? You got to have a switch, and faith is our switch. So many, since many of us are this, right? right? Many of us, I don't know, whichever one's brighter. One of the, some of us are this, some of us are this. But listen, some of us want to be this. It says right here on the side, one million candlelight power. I guess that was before lumens or whatever. Anyway, it's a boat thing. But if I was to pull this trigger and to let the power that's in here come out, it would blind you. Especially people right in the front here. They'd be like, I mean, you could just see them all knock over. <laughs> but listen, I want to be this. I don't want to be this. Right? You want to be this or you want to be this? This is faith and this is enough. This is more than enough. But this is great faith. This is faith that Jesus will use to change people's lives like he did with that woman. And like he did in that whole circumstance with his guys. Send them away. They're bothering us. They're begging too much. If we ever get there, Lord help us. Finally, we find in this woman's life... That she not over overcame barriers, you know, she not only, uh, she not only came, uh, uh, she was very persistent, but we see her faith, in, or, or, or maybe said better, we see her trust in Jesus. And because of her trust in Jesus, it didn't matter if she belonged or not. Matter of fact, she, was, she didn't belong. She didn't deserve. She understood it. And she trusted. And when we put truth, persistence, right, and humility together, you get this. Faith. It comes to your faith. In other words, when we pull the trigger, we light up the wall with our faith. When we, when we allow our faith to be what God has called us to be, when you allow your humility, when you allow all those things that she has taught us, persistence and truth, when you allow that to happen in your life, you will grow in the grace and knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Notice, this woman didn't have no name. She wasn't given a name. She was given a name, but we don't know her name. And this bothering anybody else? Drop dropping Luke is crazy. <laughs> even the most unlikely, the furthest outcast, even those that have maybe questionable backgrounds, God specializes in using you. God specializes in using you. You. Not the person next to you. You. God is looking for great faith. God is looking for people. If I give the worship team, you guys, if you would, stand to your feet with me. Like there's any other way to stand up. <laughs> stand to your knees to me. Even the most unlikely candidate can demonstrate great faith. That may be you today. 
Maybe you think Jesus has given up on you. Maybe you think that because the silence is deafening, that you're the problem. God wants you to understand that you are highly valued, so much so that he would sacrifice himself, that Jesus himself would suffer and die a sinner's death. We know he died, but sometimes we skip over the suffering part. He did that for me. He did that for you. And if you were the only one, he would have done it for you and for me. God wastes nothing. He wants to use you. He wants to use this church. He wants to use his church, a church of humility, a church that is willing to trust Jesus, a church that is persistently moving in the ways of God. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know this one we have been talking about. When your heart is seeking after something and you don't know what it is, or there's a void in your life that can't be filled, I'm here to tell you it's Jesus. Right now, everybody's thinking, we do this every week. We do this every week. You know, it changes a little bit, but it's always the same thing. Let me tell you something. As long as there's breath, there's hope. And if we are a desperate people seeking after Jesus, we are likened to a man in the desert who is thirsting for a drop of water. Will we thirst for righteousness? Will we hunger for more of Jesus? More of Jesus. But if you're here and you don't know him, I'm here to tell you it's okay for now. But he wants you. He wants you. And he wants you to know he loves you the way you are. You don't have to be a million luminous, bright. You could just be a flashlight. But we got to be willing to allow our faith to be switched on. Here's the thing. If we don't, he'll do it for us. He'll do it for us. But if you don't understand any of this, it's okay. Jesus says, if you believe in your heart, the work of salvation is belief. If you believe in your heart, that he died for your sins. He says that you are his, that you have received the gift. Today is your opportunity. If you're here, maybe somebody brought you here just to go to church on a summer day. If you're here and you don't have that for which we have been talking about, today's your day. So as you're thinking about all the excuses that you could use for yourself to not accepting Jesus, today is the day. If that's you, 
Just shoot your hand up. Just shoot your hand up high so we can see it. And it may seem very similar every week, but you know what? You know what? It's the most important thing we can do to confess the truth of who Jesus is from somebody with little faith or great faith. It doesn't matter. Is there anybody here today? Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's pray. And as we're praying, whatever the boundaries are, whatever the barriers are in your life, let's believe together. Let's believe together. I faith in what Jesus wants to do in our lives. Amen. Father, we do thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we're able to come to be and to move presence. Lord, just like we've talked about today, we want to be people of great faith. We want to be people that when our faith illuminating that the world couldn't but see it. Lord, help us to be desperate for you. Bus, Lord, to be yours, to be chosen, and to walk by faith after you. Give us the courage, Lord. Give us the courage to be humble, to be persistent, and most importantly, Lord, our trust in you. Our trust in you, Lord. We pray that you would move in everyone's heart. God, if there is one in this place that doesn't know you, or if there is one or more listening online right now that doesn't know who you are, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move for them and that today would be the day we rejoice yet again. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we agree together in all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we hope this podcast has blessed you. In case you didn't know, we are in the middle of renovating a brand new facility right here in Brunswick County, North Carolina. So listen, two things. Please take a moment and pray for us. Also, if you'd like to give to the ministry, sign on to the website at mycoastalchurch.com giving. Hey, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Grace and peace.